In the year 1933, our city, like a large part of the world, suffered a catastrophic and cyclical epidemic of influenza, which although in its most harmless form is the simple flu, when mixed with more aggressive viruses, it blinded the lives of many people. There was no house on that occasion that was free of the terrible disease. The whole city smelled of death, and cars pulled by ding nags every morning went around the city from north to south to call it corpses and take them to common groups in the municipal pantheon. Few people survived the critical point. Those who were lucky enough to do so suffered a few hours of deep lethargy and then gradually recovered. But sometimes that time when the patient had barely perceptible breathing was mistaken for death. This is what happened to Don Lupito. He was considered dead. His family, as soon as they heard the wheels of the gloomy cart beat rhythmically on the cobbled street, they wrapped him up in a white sheet and went out to deposit him with those who had not survived the last night. They received from the coachman a bundle of lime, which by order of the city council they had to dilute in water and paint with this emulsion the entire room where the says had been, in order to keep it a like disinfection. Don Lupito did not notice his funeral journey. When he arrived at the municipal pantheon, the grab diggers received their cold load and his card they took to the bodies to the great ditch that they had opened at the bottom of the cemetery for a common grab. Fortunately, when they were transporting Don Lupito, the card got stuck with a stone and the obstacle caused his body to the drown out loudly. With the strong blow, although he was wrapped in his throat, Don Lupito began the wake up and providentially when they were about to cover them with her, the grab diggers were called to launch and they left for a while. Don Lupito became aware of his reality and feeling better, showing great mental lucidity, he wrapped his sheet around another neighboring body so that they would not notice his absence, took off shoes from another dead person and jumped, although with work, he moved away with between the grubs. He walked towards the east and when he reached what is now the old San Diego Road, he joined some mulleders 
who were going to a halpan. They shared with him the bastion they were carrying without asking him anything, assuming without a doubt that he had lost someone in his family, but not even imagining his dismal and incredible adventure. The next day, they arrived at their destination, and Don Lupito began to do small service among the neighbors that allowed him to spend a few days there. Already recovered and calmer, he sent a message with his friends to his family, telling them in detail about his odyssey and announcing that he would be back soon. His family was filled with joy because he had already counted him among the dead and a few days later the happy reunion was celebrated. Family and friends joined him and from that moment on they began to say to our protagonist, to Lupito, the dead. The first record we have of Santa is in the 1920s in several toy stores in the old Mexico City. Just later, in 1950, his image appeared in the hands of the famous soft drink company that we all know, Coca-Cola. The cultural assimilation of this figure was related to the American way of life, a moment of opening to the exterior and modernization in Mexico. But not everything was so simple. In the 50s, this character was seen as a foreigner, an undesirable figure representing the values of a consumer society. Several sectors of Mexican society were against the character. Displeasure towards him was expressed by journalists, businessmen, publicists, critics, and members of the Catholic Church. The demands affirmed that the figure of Santa Claus could displace the three kings. So, Santa Claus was adopted first by people from the middle and upper classes, since they had greater purchasing power, they could have greater access to foreign products. The branch of chill consumption could be opened by this character. The media, advertising agencies, radio, television, press and the film industry were fundamental elements in being able to promote Santa Claus' presence in Mexico. Little by little, the figures of Santa Claus and the Three Kings learned to live together during the Mexican Christmas season. This happened thanks to different factors. On one hand, the easy receptivity of Mexicans to American influence. Addition, to the economic spillover that favored businesses during the holidays. 